Greetings! Hello, friends! Howdy, gang! <laughs> it's your old friend, Keith Shirts here, and this is CougarCast. Okay, so it is likely that if you listen to this podcast, you are up to date and understand that the Cougars had some bad news for the football team uh, a little less than a week ago. Uh, it came out that the Big Ten was going to cancel... Uh, their non-conference games and only play conference games within the Big Ten, which meant that Michigan State and Minnesota were off the schedule on September 12th and September 26th. It also meant then that the Pac-12 made a decision to only play within their conference, which means that the September 3rd game against the University of Utah, the September 19th game against Arizona State, and the November 28th game against the Stanford Cardinal, all now off the schedule. That means the independent BYU Cougars have 7 out of 12 games remaining on their schedule. And while that has been a problem for BYU, and it's certainly a problem and you know different ideas about what to do and how to come up with solutions for it, I just want to tell you a couple things that I think that you should understand. I've had a few conversations that I thought were worthwhile in passing along as it relates to college football beginning this fall and kind of the idea. Let me first talk about why the Big Ten and the Pac-12 made this decision. It's not that hard to get, right? <clears throat> first, there's a pandemic, <laughs> Okay, there's this uh, there's this thing. I don't know if you've heard of it. So there's a pandemic going on, and so they're making the choices to try to be safe in this. This is not a decision based on distance of travel, but is more a decision based on the ability to regulate and unify the standards by which um, teams need to be stringent as it relates to their COVID standards. Okay, so because of that unification of the standards that you need to follow for coronavirus, it makes uh, schools like Michigan State and Minnesota feel better about playing each other than potentially playing BYU because they know that in order to play you know, football in the Big Ten, that they're going to have whatever rules are required in order to get back onto the football field within that group. And they're able to make that decision as a group. And the 12 teams in the Pac-12 also will argue for the same thing, that you know, part of being in the Pac-12 is that we're going to set these standards for COVID as it relates to testing, as it relates to frequency of testing, as it relates to how much they're going to track and trace the, the players on the team, as it relates to how hotels and all those things are going to be handled and and the standards of what the hotels they have to be in and and all of the the different things that kind of come to play as it relates to all of those things. Now, this isn't to say that BYU couldn't come up with and have the most stringent, high maintenance, highest bar that goes above and beyond the bar of other teams and then potentially try to make the argument that they're going to be back on board with the University of Minnesota, back on board with Arizona State and Utah and Stanford and Michigan State. The problem with that is, is that even if BYU does that, they then have to go way out of their way 
to then communicate that they're going to be serious with that. Now, the first four weeks of the season all feature these teams. The problem here is, is that the Stanford game is at the end of the year. So if you're Stanford, you can argue at the end of the year, you could say, well, the standards that, you know, that that North Alabama carried out for their program simply aren't the same standards that the Pac-12 teams have been carrying out. And if you're Minnesota, you can say, hey, look, we're going to play you after you play Arizona State. We don't know the differences between what Arizona State's requiring and what we're requiring, and e- and you were exposed to them a week ago, all right? And you're going you're gonna to fly from Arizona, and you're going to come into Minnesota the following week. So, okay, you guys understand all the problems with all of those things. And I just want to take a second to make you feel better that I made it five minutes into this before dropping this. I actually believe that these announcements of the Big Ten and of the Pac-12 are actually just the beginning of a whole new subset of problems which is going to result in what I think will be no college football season for 2020. Here's why. I had a few conversations with lawyers for which I tried to ask the following question. And it's a question I'm sure you've wondered. How can you make it so that a team like the University of Utah is in a better position to go into Los Angeles and play the University of Southern California rather than to go 30 miles away and play Brigham Young University, right? Or, or to welcome or to stay home and welcome BYU from 30 miles away, where the conditions basically are relatively similar to what the conditions are you know, the conditions in Pro are similar to the conditions in Salt Lake City. Although, we know that there's different rules between the two counties presently. The problem is, is even though these conferences are going to argue that they can set their own standards, the problem is, is then they are also going to say, while we're only playing games inside of our own conference... We also are not responsible to fulfill on the contract that we made with Brigham Young University or any of the other non-conference teams that they had on their schedule. So, they are going to try to claim what is the force majeure clause on the contracts. We know that force majeure clauses are inside of these contracts that BYU makes with these other schools because we at Vanquish the Foe have obtained several of these uh, contracts between BYU and these public schools because of the Freedom of Information Act. So, force majeure. It's a common clause inside of legal contracts that essentially frees both parties from liability or obligation when... An extraordinary event or circumstances beyond the control of the parties prohibit them from fulfilling the contract. And here's where the problem begins. If you're the University of Minnesota and you 
are saying to BYU, you're not welcome to show up on September 26th at TCF Bank Stadium in downtown Minneapolis to play the Golden Gophers. We're not having you come by. We'd love to play you otherwise, but this COVID-19 pandemic is forcing us to make decisions that kind of makes it so that we can't play each other, okay? But then to have the University of Minnesota turn around and the following week be playing football games against Maryland at Maryland, which is on their schedule, right? And the previous week play a game, but they're just going to take the week off that they were meant to be playing BYU. That, to me, and I verified this through a conversation with some lawyers, okay? That, to me nullifies their ability to claim force majeure. You can't say that because of extraordinary events and circumstances beyond your control that you just can't play against BYU because of force majeure reasons, and therefore you're not going to pay out your end of the contract, you're not going to pay BYU, you are under no obligation to re-up with them later on, your contract is null and void, okay? Because I, I promise you they're not going to want to, the University of Minnesota is not interested in, in paying seven figures to get BYU off the books. So in order to, to keep them, you know, because of force majeure, if they can claim force majeure, they're going to want to in order to save all that money. And this is the interesting piece of the puzzle here. BYU has a tremendous claim to say it, it isn't force majeure because you're still capable and able to play 10 games. If you're capable of playing nine football games this year and you believe that that can be done healthily, okay, <laughs> then the argument cannot be that the pandemic is the reason for the cancellation. And therefore, you cannot have a force majeure clause protect you and cancel that contract. Basically, what I'm suggesting is that all the teams that lost games against Big Ten and Pac-12 schools, they all have this legitimate claim that the cancellation of the contract has to be paid out by the canceling school, right? And that force majeure cannot be claimed because they're going to continue to go and play. So, they either have to play everybody on their schedule or they need to pay out the teams that they're choosing not to play. Which just means that BYU is going to make a lot of money off their football team and they're not even going to need to invest in their football team this season. <laughs> All right. I take no pride in that. I take no joy in that. I don't care if they make a bunch of money at BYU. That doesn't impact me in any specific way. The thing that I wish is that we'd get to see the games. I'm also realistic enough to realize the scenario that we're in. My suggestion to you is this. 
because these big schools, and by the way, I think this lawsuit, if, if, if BYU were to bring a lawsuit against these five teams for canceling, let's suppose that they're not going to pay their, their buyouts. And they're going to make the argument, well, we wanted to play and we would have played you, but we didn't because of COVID-19. Okay. So they're going to claim force majeure. And the problem with that, again, is you went on to play nine other games on your schedule, maybe even 10. And you're claiming that COVID is the reason that you weren't able to play us, right? BYU could potentially come forward and sue and say, there's no way this is a force majeure clause. You owe us the money, (laughs) right? So it puts these teams in a weird spot. You either play all your games, you buy out the teams who who you're not going to play, and then play the games within your own conference. So you gotta you gotta stack that one together. <laughs> you gotta make that argument to the accountants and and all the people. And if you are a public school like Minnesota, you're going to have to justify why it is that taxpayers' dollars went towards paying off. <laughs> Uh, Brigham Young University to not play a football game when you were busy playing a football game the following week. The phrase that kept being described to me as it related to uh, BYU and any of the other schools that lost game against these Power 5 schools, BYU's opportunity in trying to seek Uh, if force majeure is claimed by these big schools and then they go on to play their conference schedules, it was described to me as a low-risk lawsuit, okay? Which is just lawyers speak for very, very, very good chance that you're going to win, okay? (laughs) So so it's, it's a really interesting thing. This is going to happen at campus after campus after campus. And if your school like Hawaii... Your school, like uh, you know, the other the other school that lost their game against uh, Minnesota was Florida Atlantic. If your school like Florida Atlantic, like you need that paycheck, like the reason that you scheduled Minnesota in the first place on the road was to go get a paycheck to help sustain your schedule. And if they've lost other games, I didn't look at the rest of Florida Atlantic schedule, but. If they have other games like this, they're losing a huge opportunity to get one of their biggest paydays of the entire college football season each time they don't have one of these Power 5 schools uh, come through. You have this opportunity to kind of go after these, these guys, and it's low risk. It is my belief that it would not be the right move for BYU... <laughs> to try to make a play PR-wise and in relations with the other programs in the country as an independent, it just doesn't make very much sense to sue these people that you've had contracts with. It would hurt your ability to get future contracts. And if you were decent about it and said, look, we understand, we, we get the problem, We are willing to free you from it, but we need to have some sort of understanding that we're going to schedule a future game and that we 
we, Michigan State, you still owe us a game here, and even though we're going to let you out of it, we got to make that done. Really naive, so I don't know what sort of uh, uh, leverage can be done by Tom Holmo and the athletic staff in their negotiations, but I do believe at the athletic department staff, I just think that it's probably wiser to play the long game here and not go on it. And beyond that, you don't want to be seen as a school. I mean, BYU, I mean, that's that's a really bad news story, right? BYU sues Michigan State University or even locally. BYU sues the University of Utah. <laughs> okay. It, it, there's just a lot of bad potential PR publicly, but then beyond, and, and the whole point is, is for positive exposure for the church. That's what they've said. It's not about the money anyway. And so I wouldn't suspect, even though it's a low risk opportunity, I wouldn't expect uh, BYU to make that sort of move. And I think it's probably the right thing to do to say, we're in this together. We're supporting you through this pandemic but we also need you to support us. <laughs> Therefore, you know, and then use whatever leverage they have in the scenario to try to draw out future contracts. So I think, unfortunately, um, that all of these legal potential problems, because a school like BYU has nothing to lose. If you're Florida Atlantic, you need that money. You need that game. Right? You can't just walk away from that. The entire school needs it, right? You've got tenured professors and you got you got, you know, BYU has the money to eat it a little bit. They can do it. But for, for some schools they're not gonna have the chance to do that. And I promise you they're not all gonna be ma as magnanimous as, as what BYU may elect to be. They may not. They may choose to say, Hey, look, you gotta honor this contract. <laughs> Contract's a contract. We're here to enforce it. So you know, the way to, that's the way it goes. The bottom line is, it is my belief that there's going to be so many of these legal issues that arrive that we're going to have several different <laughs> circumstances of contract cancellation or people not being able to show up. And then you combine in the entire problem, even though they're going to have student athletes sign a thing that says that they, you know, are <laughs> exempting the school from liability as it relates to COVID, I would suspect that that probably wouldn't hold up, especially if it's like a star player or, you know, the other guys on the team really wanted me to play. And so I signed it, even though I didn't feel right about it. And the only way I could play is by signing it. Like, I just don't see something like that really holding up either. Or, or at the very least, you, you're going to go argue and argue that. And again, Similar thing, I just don't see the sympathy being on the side of these universities instead of the student-athlete. So I just think what's going to happen is, is if the pandemic weren't enough to make people make the res a responsible choice or, or a choice that you're forced to do because we haven't got it under control, then uh, perhaps uh, the legal problems are going to be the final nail. And that, that, that is what I believe is the end conclusion. So unfortunately... Unfortunately, I think this means no college football in 2020. And I hate being the Grim, Grim Reaper, but at the same time, I just had a really interesting conversation, and I thought that you guys would be um, curious 
about that. And I, I found it to be a thing that kind of made some sense and gave me some idea of like what will be happening over the next few months. As for the Cougars, we already know five games off the schedule. I don't see that changing between now and game day. And I think the problems of trying to get together a newly, uh, you know, a new game and get it on the books and all that stuff. I, d- I just don't see that one coming together. And then, you know, if you sold season tickets and I was expecting to get Mich- Michigan State and then you replace that game and it's Florida Atlantic, you know, then you got this whole other responsibility to the to the fans and it's it's a disaster. It's just a disaster. So uh, pandemics, they suck. They suck. I hope you're all doing well. <laughs> And uh, I hope I hope this was interesting to you. I know it's not uh, the most fun thing to be hearing from me, but I hope this finds each of you very well, well, and that you continue to be patient through all this and and uh, try to have some understanding through all the chaos and change. And and uh, hopefully we'll be back uh, with some college sports sooner rather than later. Take care of yourselves.